0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the playing of The Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast.
1: And here's your host, Jana, and her big brother,
0: Jeff. All
2: right, it's that time again for Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. We are here to talk all things baseball. This week on Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast... We got Holograms, we're talking about the Field of Dreams, and Ringworm. We don't have it, but someone else may.
0: You sure you don't have it?
2: (laughs) I know I don't have it. I did not get a bad haircut. Let's jump in to the shocker of the baseball world.
1: That Frank Thomas is a part owner of the Field of Dreams complex?
2: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was talking about. I had no idea that he was a part owner of that. I was totally Uh, shocked.
1: Didn't know that either until uh, the day of the Field of Dreams game. But uh, what should have been the biggest thing of the week wasn't, right?
2: Yeah, no, it wasn't. Everyone, I think, in the baseball world, especially Padres fans, have been waiting with bated breath for Fernando Tatis Jr. to return. He broke his wrist. He's been on a rehab assignment. It was getting closer. It was going to be uh, Soto, Bell, Machado, Tatis, and that's not going to happen.
1: No, now it's... Soto, Bell, Machado, and Grisham. Profar. (laughs) And whoever it is that's filling in at shortstop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Fernando Tatis Jr. Has been suspended for 80 days because of a PED violation.
1: 80 games, right?
2: He's going around the baseball field in 80 days. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Has been suspended 80 games. He's it's gonna last through the remaining regular season games and then into twenty twenty three. And uh if he it also that depends the twenty twenty three games, that depends on how you know the Padres get into the postseason and if they get there, then you know they're he's not gonna be able to play in the postseason. And he also was supposed to play for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic, which is next year. And he is not going to be eligible to represent the uh, Dominican Republic in that, in those games.
1: He doesn't really seem to think about this stuff before he does it. It seems that, uh, uh, you know, he's riding a motorcycle and popping wheelies and doing stuff like that. And he just... Yeah, I, I get it. You're young, you want to go out and do stuff, but when you're pay being paid that much money to do something, your employer is gonna ask that you don't do things like that.
2: Right. Yeah. Bob Melvin came out and said at the beginning of the season he's not riding motorcycles anymore. And when he was asked about the injury to his wrist, his you know, fractured wrist, they said he said, which accident? So <laughs> He's been in, obviously, multiple accidents. I guess in the Dominican Republic, it's not uncommon, from what I understand, for people to be in motorcycle accidents or car accidents. Um, but those were things he wasn't supposed to be doing, and he fractured his wrist. And but how
1: then many, how many he, players from the Dominican Republic... Do we have in the league? A, a lot. And how many of them are going through these issues that he's going
0: through?
2: Yeah, I, none that I know of. He's the only one. So, yeah, we can't blame it on the Dominican Republic. No. <laughs> it's all your fault. Um, yeah, he he's 23. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a huge contract. And, you know, he's out of. His first four seasons, he's played in only 273 of the possible 546 regular season games. He missed the final seven weeks of the 2019 season because he had a stress reaction in the lower back. And then he spent all of 2021 dealing with that left shoulder, where and people that, you know, doctors told him, hey, you need to get surgery. This is the only way to fix this. It's the same thing like that Cody Bellinger had where his shoulder would um, dislocate uh-huh. and um, Cody Bellinger eventually you know, had to get surgery, but he wouldn't get surgery, so he was dealing with that. And then, of course, he's missed the entire season this season because of the fractured wrist, but now because of this violation.
1: Okay. Just when they think the the Padres think they've made all the moves, they went and got Josh Hader, they got Juan Soto, and I did read somewhere somebody think, "Do you think they knew this was coming?" That's why mm. they went and pushed to get Juan Soto because Juan Soto kind of replaces that bat that they didn't have in Tatis. I mean, That's I know it. they wanted Tatis back because they wanted to have all those bats, but without it, at least with Juan Soto, it's not like trying to, trying to money ball it and let me get three players to replace one player.
2: Right. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if they knew uh, because A.J. Preller, they were in Washington um, in D.C. playing the Nationals, and it was a, um, like 30 minutes before game time when A.J. Preller called a team meeting, and so some of the guys were like, oh, somebody died. They thought... Somebody had, you know, some like and then they find out that he's been suspended and there was a lot of reaction from the clubhouse. Mike Clevenger was one that, you know, said, you know, this is like the second time this that this has happened and he just needs, you know, some of the guys like he needs to grow up. He needs to be a team player. Um, I don't. Well,
1: Manny Machado was was one to say at first, well, you know. Too bad, you know, he's he's one of us and we support him or whatever. But then he also said in the same thing. We've been doing it without him. Yeah. so Not like we need him. Right yeah. now they're on a track to the playoffs as a wild card. And uh, they've done it all without Tatis Jr. I think this is going to be another one of those things that starts getting debated. You had... Um, Long-term contracts And now it's going to be To young players Now seemingly Juan Soto Who's about the same age Doesn't have the same issues Yeah.
2: Well he just seems When you look at Juan Soto And you look at Fernando Tatis Jr Juan Soto they're the same age But he seems to have So much more Maturity than Tatis does. Mm,
0: yeah.
2: uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's, you know, the way he was raised or different work ethic, different, um, you know, different mindset. Uh, I mean, Tatis is going to lose probably, and and for him, he's probably like, who cares? You know, $3 million in salary with the suspension. Um you know, he said he inadvertently took a medication to treat ringworm, and then his dad came out and said, "Oh, he got a bad haircut, and there was something I don't know on the scissors, the disinfectant. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure, but somehow he got a fungus on his head. Uh, that seems very unlikely." Um, A.J. Preller has said. You know, that's his story.
1: And he's sticking
0: so, to it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also said that they're going to look further into his off-season wrist injury, that maybe there's a more to it than, yeah, I just had a motorcycle accident. I'm going to start digging into the shoulder and the wrist um, because he said that they are at a point where they need to trust each other, and I don't think the Padres trust Tatis.
0: No, and
1: that's that's their fault for not being more um, on top of him from the beginning. That he should have, they should have, with the shoulder, they should have been on it. Look, you need to get the surgery. Oh, you don't want to get the surgery. All right, fine, but um, you know, they should have been on top of that. And obviously, they can't be on him all the time. You know, the, the wrist injury, if he was riding a motorcycle and that happened, is that what happened? The thing with the, this ringworm story or the ringworm was one thing. I don't know what all, I've never had ringworm. I don't know what it takes to, um, to, you know, treat ringworm, but, and, uh, you know, it's easy to find out. We just Google it and it'll say, here's some common treatments for it. And I'm sure none of them include any kind of a steroidal cream that I'm, you know, or maybe if they do, it's not because of the steroids. I'm thinking.
2: Yeah. And the interesting part about this steroid that he uh, tested positive for um, is it can make, like if you have a fracture, it can... Uh, make your, the length of time for it to heal, it can make it longer. Oh, so really? it makes total sense. How long has he been taking this? Because his, his wrist has been, he fractured his wrist in, in the off season. Then he said, oh, he didn't know. He thought it was just sprain. And then he went to spring training and he said, no, it was really broken. All of it seems fishy to me. And if he's taking this steroid that causes, you know, where you're, if you had a fracture, it's not going to heal as fast, then makes total sense. That's, that must be part of the problem.
1: Well, he, he, didn't they say he, um, he tested positive for the, uh, for this, like in March.
2: Oh, maybe.
1: So if he, if he did that, then he was taking that stuff long before. And so he had he had ringworm that far you know, that long ago that he started taking it. And I don't I don't know. I just I hate these stories. Um, at least like Mark McGuire, people are interviewing him. He's got a bottle of Andrestine Dione right up in his locker. It wasn't illegal at the time. And he, you know, said, well, it helps with recovery. It wasn't an illegal substance at the time, but he didn't come up with a story like, well, it's, it's for incontinence and I can't be standing at first base. And all of a sudden, Ooh, got to go, you know, in the middle of an inning, he didn't come up with any kind of a weird story about it, but these guys come up, I inadvertently, or I didn't know the trainer gave me this. I just did it, which that probably is the best one. Because how many guys do the trainer said here? Rub that on your elbow or rub this wherever, and the players do it because they trust the trainer. Apparently,
2: just, Fernando
1: he, is trusting his barber. <laughs> I
2: I guess I I don't know. It just seems so. I it, it was a shock when like what he's he was. Uh, in a rehab assignment in San Antonio. And then the next thing you know, he's suspended for 80 games. Uh, but then at the same time, it just seems to kind of fall into his narrative of how his baseball career is going. Um, where, like I said, he's been out, you know, he could have played 564 games and he's only played 273 games over his four year career. Um
1: you, it, it feels like he's played more, but I think it's just he's had some big moments, and because we've made such a big deal about him, but he really hasn't played, you know. Uh, at least like with with Cody, Cody's been having a tough time since he was the MVP, but he's been playing. Been struggling through but he's playing He's not we're not finding That he's got all these other issues Going on
2: yeah well it's The same thing I mean you look at uh, You know Cody Bellinger And Max Muncy And they both have Struggled but they're still They're still playing and there's some Upside which we will talk about later During the Dodgers
1: Max isn't taking anything Inadvertently or or because Of bad haircuts or anything for uh, for that elbow, no. So, no. Oh well.
2: I mean, at least he didn't say, "Oh, it must have been in the blizzard that, that I." That was ate.
1: it. The, there was something in the <laughs> blizzard that caused me to get ringworm that I had to take steroids for.
2: Exactly.
1: Well, I'll tell you this: when he finally any any field that they can get. Tatis Jr. Playing on will be the field of dreams for the Padres.
2: <laughs> so true. Yes. Now there have been calls and I wanted to ask your opinion about this. There have been a lot of people, and I think probably mostly Padres fans that have said they need to void his contract. He, you know, he broke his wrist. He wasn't supposed to be on a motorcycle. Cause supposedly from what Bob Melvin said earlier in the season, those type of things are in his contract. You know, he's not going to take, as you had said before, you're not going to take risk that could, you know, it, you, where you would injure yourself and not be able to play. Um, and then, of course, now with the with the steroids, I they're not going to void his contract. But uh, no,
1: because they don't want anybody else to get him. Because what if he finally figures out, you know, he grows up or does whatever and he shows up at um, and then he ends up on another team, you know, and, you know, the Giants pick him up or, you know, the Diamondbacks or the Dodgers, you know, but I I think that somebody would definitely take a chance on him at this point. Um, I don't, I don't think you can, you can avoid it. He's still at this point until he shows that he's not able to, um, to deal at this level, um, and be responsible and professional, then you're They're going to hold on to him until they just have to completely write him off. They're losing money on it anyway, and they're going to lose money on it. Nobody's going to take him in trade and you know, if uh, if you void his contract, then you'll get nothing for him. Yeah. So. so
2: that I knew that wasn't going to happen, but it's always it's fun to think about, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> as people are like, void his contract. We don't need him.
1: Yeah, it's, as long as there's still a a huge potential upside, which there is, it's a you know he's got to change his mental. Part of his game, there, you know, away from the field. When he's on the field, he's fine. He's seems to be, you know, on it. But it's this, uh, you know, you're gonna probably have to hire somebody to be with him because you need, uh, you need, he needs his own little Jiminy Cricket uh, to be there on his shoulder, telling him what to, you know, no, don't do that. Of course, that didn't work out for Pinocchio either, though, did it?
2: No, it didn't.
1: But eventually. It kind of did. And so Fernando Tatis could eventually become a real boy.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, man. He could. He really could. And I think that's what the Padres are hoping for.
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. So they want him to grow up. Could you imagine? I, I thought about this the other day as I was watching Fathers and Sons and and um and family members out on the field of dreams playing catch with one another. I thought, what does King Griffey Jr. Senior think? Not as a dad, because as a dad, he's gotta be really proud. But as a but as a major league player and a fairly successful one, playing catch with your son, a Hall of Famer. How does he feel about that? Does he think he he wasn't better than me? Tape. sorry senior he was but you know he's uh, they were out there playing does he does he feel intimidated being around his son the Hall of Famer
2: I don't think so I've, I've seen interviews with both of them and he keeps Junior in check and that's probably
1: he, why junior is a hall of famer exactly not out riding motorcycles and breaking his wrist and taking steroids only wearing his hat backwards.
2: That's it, but that's okay
1: That was worth it Well, they were out there on the Field of Dreams Playing some catch along with a few others And uh, my favorite part of uh, of it Was when the players all came in from the corn
2: The players of the corn
1: Right
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: So what yeah, did you I think? think?
2: That, well, um, first It's always a cool game I like how you know they they wear the replica jerseys uh, or uniforms, uh, they both looked good. I liked that they had Fergie Jenkins throw out the first pitch to Johnny Bench, so a Cub throwing the first pitch to a red. Um, so that's cool. They brought in, um, you know, those uh, legends, and uh, I even Thought that the Harry Carey hologram, the seventh inning stretch, it was a little, it was kind of weird, but it wasn't as creepy as I thought it might be because I thought it might be kind of creepy. But my biggest issue with the Field of Dreams is I couldn't watch it. Um, I was doing some other things and I have MLB TB app. And it was blacked out, and I could only listen to the audio. And Manfred wants to grow the game. One way to grow the game is to stop, especially on events like this, making blackouts for these um, these games.
1: Yeah, they, I think I wonder if the um, part of the problem is is that uh, you know it was on Big Fox, not like Fox Sports and if they say well whenever we have a game like espn's game of the week the mm-hmm. sunday night game is blacked out from that too there's only one way to watch it yeah um, is through espn or through fox now if you get their apps you can probably watch those things off of their apps but um i think that the the old agreements tell them hey if it's this this is what has to happen and you're right. If if you're not if you're not at home, but you're trying to watch it, um, when it came on, um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to watch it, and I went to MLB and I said, "Oh, this is blacked out." I was I was off doing something as well, and so I just checked on my uh, I have Spectrum for TV. I checked on the Spectrum map and the Fox. Came through normally there's a lot of channels You can't watch when you're away from home This was one that I could so I was able to watch It off of uh, the spectrum app On that Fox The local Fox channel But yeah it, it takes away Especially just that Setting is fun to watch it in The game itself was eh. It was more fun last Year to watch and they, they Even talked about it. I think John Smoltz Mentioned it and some other players just said There was a lot different to hit a home run there and it not go into a crowd, but disappear into the corn. And that gave it a whole different feel. Well, there were no home runs in this game. Right. The Cubs came out early, scored three runs, added on another, and that was all they'd really need. Um, You know, we're not talking about two great teams, but they played decent baseball. Uh, Probably the biggest thing that happened was uh, Jonathan India uh, got hit in the shin side of the uh the leg by drew smiley early in the game like first inning and um even john smoltz was talking about it going oh that's gonna that's gonna hurt he's probably gonna it's it's it'll be okay now but it's gonna tighten up as the game goes and he'd be surprised if he finishes it and by the fourth inning he was out of the game had a knot on the side of his leg the side of his baseball it said so he got to do two things he was upset that he had to leave the game cuz he's like this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing getting to play a, you know here in this surrounding but he also got to take a helicopter ride after the game which he'd never done before either. Yeah, to a hospital. <laughs> right. And he'd never been to a hospital in Iowa. So he was just checking off things
2: left and right yeah, his on his bucket, bucket list, list
1: is almost completed.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, he had uh, compartment uh, syndrome, and when he got to the hospital, you know, he was thinking, "Oh, it'll just be, um, you know, like what John Smoltz said. Oh, you know, he'll it'll be sore, probably tighten up." Um, but actually, what happens is uh, there's pressure within a compartment increases. So in his leg, um, restricting the blood flow to the area and it potentially damages the muscles and the nearby nerves. So when he got to the hospital, the doctor said, you're lucky that you got here and that they airlifted you out because you could have lost your calf uh, calf muscle.
1: muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So that was big time for Jonathan India. Turns out that uh, he was okay overall, just a little bone bruise. He didn't play uh, the next game. Had to drive like nine hours from Iowa to Cincinnati and uh, didn't play the Saturday game of the set, but uh, ended up playing Sunday. Um, I didn't see the Harry Carey thing, and I still haven't. I haven't gone to look for it because I'm sure, like you, you told me, well, it's probably on there somewhere. Yeah, I have- it is. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I don't know. They just, you know,
2: it was just him. It was early, you know, uh, younger uh, Harry Carey doing the seventh inning stretch. I wish it would have been later
1: when he was a little with a can know. of Bud. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they needed that. Where, when he when he um when he sounded as he was getting a older and and he had a little bit of that slur sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just a little, and that would have been true Harry Carey. That's,
0: you know, that's what I,
2: (laughs) yeah. Uh, That's what I remember. I mean, I loved watching, um, you know, when the Dodgers came and they were playing the Cubs, watch it on WGN and uh, listen to Harry Carey. The other thing that was really nice too, is they did have, um, And Vince Gulley had done this a while ago, but he, you know, recites the famous scene from the Field of Dreams, and they played that. So I thought that was a nice tribute.
1: People will come, Ray.
2: That's right. Yeah. Now, next year, they won't come because there will not be a Field of Dreams game in 2023 because they are going to be building um, or putting in more. Uh, fields, uh, baseball fields and softball fields.
1: So the question is, is how long before that area has got a casino and, um, you know, I don't know if they, if they've got that in Iowa or not, but how, how long before there's a couple of hotels, they build an airstrip nearby there. Cause even now you have to, you have to fly. I think the closest one I heard was, uh, like Dubuque It's like, 40 minutes away so you know how long before uh it gets that's the one thing you can't you can't put too much in there and around it because then it starts to take away from what makes it so cool right yeah because then it just becomes kind of like
2: a back lot i did see where in iowa uh i don't know he's a state senator um, that used this opportunity to call out MLB
1: and blackouts
2: for Iowa. Well, I think
1: he should have said something about it because I was thinking about what we talked about last week. Could you imagine what it's going to be like if they put a team in London or Paris or wherever, and I was still going to be blacked out from all of that too? <laughs>
2: Exactly. Yeah. So uh, this guy, his name's J.D. Scholten, and he's running for Iowa State Legislature. Uh, in, but he uh, is like, this has got to stop. Uh, he wants fans in Iowa to um, be able to watch the Twins, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Cubs, which they can't see any of those. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's MLB a- hates Iowa. <laughs>
1: Yes well they're trying to make it up to him here we'll let you have this game that uh, you can't afford to buy tickets to
2: Right exactly yeah so he's uh he's working on that and
1: Yeah that never seems to work
2: No but maybe he can get you know something yeah, the Senate is, uh, you know, Congress is always after MLB with antitrust exemptions and things like that. So maybe there could be an overhaul of everything, um, blackouts included.
1: Yeah, they definitely need to do something about that. Speaking of uh, blackouts, apparently you um, you had to suffer through a blackout uh, in uh, in a Dodger series. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I did. One should- game. We should talk about that
0: next. It's time for Dodger baseball.
1: The Dodgers have been on a roll. They
2: welcomed in the Twins for two games, and uh, provided some uh, some fun games there. No blackouts in that one.
0: There was, this was a, a short week, games. though.
2: It
1: was. There was only really four games.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can only think of four games. And I didn't have blackouts. You had blackouts, so it was only three games then, right?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, unless are you thinking that
1: the the two game series was really just one big game? Um no, I was thinking that uh, they only played two versus the twins and two versus Kansas City.
2: Yeah, I I'll go with that.
1: So what happened? Where uh... <laughs> with the blackout? Yeah, what happened with the blackout?
2: So on Saturday's game, uh, they were celebrating uh, Jackie Robinson and uh, you know breaking the color barrier, and uh, they uh, also um, highlighting all of the work that the Negro Baseball League Museum does to bring the attention to the, all of those teams and those great players. And so the Dodgers were wearing 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers. Replica uniforms and the um, which Jackie Robinson wore, and then the Royals were the KC, the Kansas City Monarchs, wearing the 1945 uniforms that Jackie Robinson also wore.
1: All right, so when I first saw it, I thought the Dodgers. Are, I thought the Dodgers were wearing throwbacks as well, but the only difference really was is that they were wearing the Brooklyn hats. And there were no names on the back of their jerseys.
0: And, Otherwise, yeah.
1: the, these away jerseys they were wearing look like what they wear now, except now they have names on the back and they wear L.A. on their hats.
2: Yeah, and that's why the Dodgers have classic uniforms. There's not a lot of variation from, you know, other than, of course, the City Connect jersey, but you always know um, those. It's a constant. They don't change. They don't have, you know, different. Okay, pitcher, you get to pick the uniform for the day, like they do in Colorado or Arizona. Right. Um, they have a wardrobe full of different of different yeah, uh, I, different uniforms. Right. Yeah. So this game, um, I wasn't home. I thought I want to watch it, see what you know. Of course, it's the Dodgers. It was blacked out. Could not watch it. Did listen to it on the radio, but uh, could not see the uniforms until after the game. So I was kind of disappointed about that, too. Um, And I don't remember it being televised in a national, you know, like Big Fox or ESPN, because they were showing Red Sox-Yankees
1: game. See, I thought that that's what it was when um, you said it was blacked out. I was like, wait. And I checked and I'm like, no, I'm watching it on Sportsnet. And if it's on Sportsnet, it means it's not on the national. Right. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why would it be blocked out? Kansas City's not, unless you're in Kansas City's market now.
2: Maybe, or I was in Iowa and I didn't realize You didn't it.
1: realize you had gone to Iowa.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, so that was my blackout story there Um, and a crazy, uh, I mean, blackout blowout for the Brooklyn Dodgers. But we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about Minnesota and the uh, Dodgers. Um, Julio Urias pitched that first game. Um, Now it has a 12 and six record. Dodgers come in, win 10 to 3. And Oprah Winfrey again was in the house because there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight doubles. Oh, and a home and run. And
1: Jumbo Jacks.
2: And Jumbo Jacks. I haven't seen Jumbo Jacks in a while.
1: Yeah. Byron Buxton exciting. for the Twins grabbed a home run, went two for four. Geo Ursula with a triple. But that was about all that they could muster.
2: That's it. And the Dodgers win that game 10 to three. And then we move into the next day and uh, Ryan Pepio is on the mound. He comes in to take Clayton Kershaw's spot and he goes four and a third innings, gives up five hits, four runs, two
1: home runs. So yeah, not... Jorge Polanco and uh, Gary Sanchez.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we've seen, shades where he could be really great. This game, he was not so great. But he how often has he pitched in this is what his fourth start? Yeah, he hasn't third? had very many. <laughs> yeah, so, but the bullpen has come in. It uh, looked really good. Alex Bessia, David Price, again, who I think a lot of people just kind of forget about. Um, but he has looked really good. Evan Phillips, of course, Chris Martin, and then... Um, you know, Kimbrel comes in, Craig Kimbrell, and he, you know, always likes to help out the other team. And he gave up a run, but the Dodgers end up winning that game eight to five. And again, you had one, two, three, four doubles. One, two, three home runs. I mean, the electric one those, company. One of those home runs was from Max. Yeah, Max, and a pinch hit home run by Joey Gallo. Yes. So after this game, this was their tenth consecutive win. They have outscored their opponents 70 to 25, and this after this game, they had completed three consecutive sweeps. They swept San Francisco, San Diego, and Minnesota in this two-game set, and then they headed to Kansas City.
1: Kansas City, here I come.
2: And Tony Gonsolin is on the mound. He looks. Looks good. Six and two-thirds innings. Gives up two hits, one run, uh, three walks, and three strikeouts. So he's getting back, but he's looked a lot better. Cause in July he was looking shaky.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to be able to hold on, recover, or if it was like, okay, I've I've done the best I can over this time frame. Now I've I'm pitched out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm all pitched out, yeah. And then again, um, it was David Price with came in, and then Reyes Maranta gives up a home run. That's kind of that's his mo. And then uh, Phil Bickford comes in and um, gives up a hit, but strikes out two and ends the game. Uh, Tony Gonsolin gets his 14th win of the season, and the Dodgers win that game eight to three. Um, Trey Turner was two for five in that game with two RBIs. Uh, Freddie Freeman and was one for four. And uh, Trace Thompson, three for four
1: with a double and a home run and three RBIs. Uh, a three-run home run at that. Exactly. And at the beginning of the game on the pregame show, Dontrell Willis, they do a little thing. Hey, who's who's got it? I don't remember what they call the feature, but who's, who's going to go off today? And Dontrell Willis says, Trace is going to be like Big Brother Clay and he's going to go for 3. And he hit a 3-run homer and was 3 for 4 on the day. So Don Trail knew something was going on. Yeah, he had the he had some, some insight. Lottery numbers Don Trail, cuz I'm <laughs> And in this game
2: Tony Gonsolin, he had a no-hitter and a perfect game going but that was broken up in the 7th. Um Through 85 pitches, 56 of those were for strikes. So like I said, he's looking a lot better than all-star Tony. He wanted to get back to being Catman Tony, and that's it. And then in the uh, blackout game, I don't know what happened because I was blacked out.
1: Um, Andrew Haney (laughs) was on the mound, and uh, he didn't last long. But not because he was pitching badly, but because he took a shot off of the arm and uh, needed to come out of the game.
2: Yeah, it was more of a precaution. He said he probably could have stayed in, but uh, n- with his injuries that he's had, they don't want to do anything that could possibly make things <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah,
1: no. Let's let's take it easy. We don't. You don't need to. Um, you don't need to to push him now. We're not in the playoffs yet. We're not in a position where we're gonna lose a playoff spot, uh, you know. If uh, if you don't keep him going and push through, so you know they're in a good position right now. Uh, you know, on a on a win streak. This game was by the time he came out, he'd already been spotted a decent lead. Yeah,
2: well, and our favorite. Uh... Hanser Alberto came in to pitch. Uh, He now has a 2.25 ERA. He closed the game. The best part of him pitching was on the scoreboard. It will say, you know, how fast the pitch was and then what type of pitch. He had a pitch that was 63 miles per hour and it was unknown.
1: Yeah, we don't know (laughs) what kind of pitch that is.
2: But it doesn't matter because he got him out and they won the game. But in this game Mookie Betts had a home run, Will Smith had a home run, Max Muncy had a home run, Gavin Lux had a home run, and Joey Gallo and Cody Bellinger had back-to-back home runs. And uh
1: Yeah, those were off of uh one of their position players.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that
1: uh that they brought in because it was out of hand by then. Uh you figure the the th- their two home runs took it to 13. Well, And and the home run,
2: I think that uh, Muncie went into the fountain. So go get it out of the fountain.
1: I think Lux hit his into the fountains as well. But it's not as much fun when uh, when, uh, whatever it is, if it's water, Max will tell you to go get it out of it.
2: That's right. Um, Uh, This was the Dodgers' 12th straight win. Um, They're only uh, one shy of tying a franchise record since moving to L.A., And this has been their longest win streak since 1976, the bicentennial. Wow. Yeah. And that brings us into the game that shall be forgotten. They had Sunday off, right? They did. They did. It was too hot. They'd eaten too much
1: barbecue. They said, let's take a, let's forget this game. They did visit the NLBM while they were there. And a lot of the players like, wow, you know, I had, I had no idea about this or that. Or I know Yancy Almonte got a couple of pictures of him and the Satchel Paige uh, statue. And well, and one of the things, uh, Kirsten,
2: uh, Kristen Watson, who is the um, on-field reporter for uh, Sportsnet, um, she was there, and her like great great grandfather played in the Cuban leagues, and. She was able to see a picture of him and some information about him, so that was oh, pretty wow. cool for her. Some family history.
1: So the uh, the Dodgers play nice and let the uh, the Royals have uh have a win. So they don't sweep through the AL Central uh, this time. They do drop it four to nothing. Tyler Anderson on the mound went six. Gave us seven hits, three runs, struck out four. Uh, Mookie and uh, CT3, both with two he- two hits. Uh, are both with a hit, not two hits, two hits total. <laughs> two hits total. Two. And
2: what's really odd is Trey and Freddie o for 4. Never, I don't think I've seen that in a long time. This is the game that should have been blacked out.
1: Yep. I think that um, I wonder for Trey, because Trey left the night before with, um, you know, it was really hot in Kansas City. It was like 97 at game time and they were playing, you know, early evening and it was 97 and he just seemed to be like hot and he ended up leaving the game early. Um, So I think he was just not feeling well and maybe that things just didn't. uh, He was in the game the next day, but he didn't do very well. Uh, at the plate, anyway. Yeah. Um, got to see Bobby Witt Jr., who in uh, in the blowout game uh, had a couple of hits. Uh, Michael Massey, another one. I mean, all the guys. Uh, Salvador Perez hit a home run during the series. He's about him and Bobby Witt Jr., about all that's left of uh, what you would think when you hear the team. Because when you look at it, there's no Ben Attendee. There's no Merrifield. All yeah, these guys. They're, all,
2: they're all gone.
1: They've all gone places that they need to get. Well, I think you have to for.
2: give. Uh, <laughs> I think you also have to give credit to the Royals pitcher that was on the mound. What's his name? Brady.
1: Brady Singer.
2: Yeah, Brady Singer, um, pitched six innings, gave up one hit, no runs, um, walked three, but Dodgers couldn't do anything with that, and he struck out seven. So um, good relationship between him and. Uh, Perez as they were blanking the Dodgers. So the Dodgers coming up are heading to Milwaukee and then Miami. And then they'll come home to face Milwaukee.
1: And then Miami. And,
2: and Miami. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So player of the week.
1: Um, I went. Guy that uh, we you kind of undersold him in that uh, in that game two of the series because you were blacked out apparently yeah but uh, Max Muncy is threatening to get above two hundred woo he is batting one eighty eight as of the weekend but over the week batting four thirty eight seven hits two doubles three home runs seven RBIs walked four times. And a one point six seven five OPS. That's what makes Max Muncie uh, the reemergence of Max Muncie my Player of the Week.
2: All right, love to see it. Love seeing Max back. So I went with. I normally don't do this, but I went with two players, and um, mainly because they, you know, they kind of platoon now. Is that's uh, Trace Thompson, who was uh had two doubles, 3 RBIs, had that home run, was 500 um in the games that he played and then so Trace Thompson and Joey Gallo who had two home runs, four RBIs and was batting 400. So when you had either Joey in or Trace in, you were they were going to be on base. So they were going to be somewhere. So,
1: well, and I, I, went with I both wonder of those if guys. we finally got to the bottom of what was happening, because when they talked to Joey, he was like, well, I'm happy I don't have to shave. Things are much more relaxed here than they were in the New York clubhouse. And uh it seems to be I mean, he's not like he's playing every day, but it seems to be that, uh, you know, he's. He's thriving so far.
2: Yeah. The only thing, um, you know, if he wants to have a beard, that's great. But what's up with that hair? He really needs to get a haircut. <laughs> no. Well, no, not now. But No.
1: <laughs> well, at least don't go to
0: Fernando's
2: uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, don't barber. go to his barber. Whatever you do. You know what? Just go to Supercuts or... Sports well, he doesn't even go anywhere. If, any of those if, things.
2: Yeah, if the hair is working for him, it just uh, keep your hat on. I, hey,
1: he's it, <laughs> he is aspiring to be a Guriel.
2: That's every time I see it. I <laughs> that's who I always think of. I'm still waiting to hear from the a's about our promotional idea and the
1: red solo cups i i did i was thinking about this the other day I, i made a rare trip to walmart ah now i know for some people that's like a daily occurrence i know where you're at um that's the closest big thing um i have a lot of different options um around where i'm at but i um I was in there and I saw that they had their own, you know, red cups styled after red solo cups, but the Walmart, whatever, everyday brand or whatever they call it. And I was thinking that if the solo cups were too much for the A's, these Walmart branded cups could fill in in a pinch and be, you know, at a fraction of the cost.
2: Yeah. And that might be a better option for... (laughs) For them Maybe Maybe, I don't know Maybe Um, But we're still waiting, we're here For sure want to get a hold of us But uh, I also know that uh, Phil Nevin's dream board was crumbling while they were at the Coliseum
1: Yeah, because they weren't striking out or hitting into double plays like he has on his dream board the Angels were doing something they've only done once this season. Way back against the uh the Guardians of Cleveland.
0: They swept a series. Only the second sweep they've had this season. At the Coliseum versus the A's. They took a, I don't even know
1: what what to make of that. Now one of them they did have to go into Zinnings for. But they are a lot better in zinning games than
2: their neighbor up the five.
1: Yeah, but I think it's starting to even out a little bit just because Maybe. the angels the angels just lose so much. Um, yeah, the uh, game one was uh, was real uh, low scoring affair, one to nothing. They had uh, Jose Suarez on the mound. Started everything out with uh went seven innings, gave up two hits and eight Ks. Uh, Loop and Tapera didn't give up any hits uh, in that win. Uh, of course, Fletch and Renjifo, the two guys lately who have been doing it once again. taking care of with a home run. Game two. Uh, saw Shohei back on the mound for six Four hits, no runs Struck out five Only five Only. What's that about? Well, you know why? Because he was making up for it on the other side of the plate He was two for three with two runs mm. in RBI And a home run Yeah He's He hits to... home runs fairly regularly He's got about 26 on the season, I think it is But um, as of, as of uh, Sunday, anyway he, um, he doesn't typically hit home runs in games. He pitches. That's true.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: So, and then, uh, Taylor Ward, uh, also with a home run went for three, three RBI. So Taylor Ward looking good. Jared Walsh has been one that I noticed not really seeing his name too much anymore. He's batting in the low 200s. Last season he was up around 300.
2: Yeah. Uh, First game, he was 0 for 3. This game was 0 for 5. Uh, two strikeouts. Strikeout in the game before. Yeah, just n- not... Something's off.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Steven Duggar, who we picked up back in early August, uh, claimed off of waivers from Texas, has a triple in that game, and they go on to a 5-1 to win. Which brings us to the... Uh, Finale where the sweep is on the line. They've won the series, which is also a big thing because they hadn't been doing that a lot lately.
0: Uh, But it took them Zinnings to get the sweep. They they went to the 12th. Uh,
1: Luis Luis Renjifo, again, a home run, three RBIs. McNairis, uh, Sierra, two for five, two RBIs, a double and two stolen bases. And then one of our favorite things to happen, Tukey, Saint through five innings, gave up two hits, but it was Jaime Berea who would uh, blow the save <laughs> and pick up the win.
2: Yeah, that's that's
0: not right. So the um, the Angels scored three in the
1: sixth, one in the tenth. And then one in the twelfth to win this five to four. The uh, the A's at the Angels scored in the sixth, the Angels scored. I mean, the A's scored in the seventh and then scored the one in the bottom of the tenth to push it on. Nobody scored in the eleventh, and it was. uh, uh, They were able to get out Ramon Laureano. Uh, had a good game, three for four. Troy Kemp, uh, two for four with three RBIs. that kept the A's in the game, but the Angels do walk away with that and do what every team should be doing to the A's, sweeping them.
0: So the Angels head home to take on the Twins,
1: who had just had a um, uh, not a great showing.
0: The five freeway. They come down and uh they say enough with this. We're a contending team. We shouldn't be getting beat. And so they took it to the Angels four to nothing in game one. Boom. Uh
1: Patrick Sandoval on the mound. He went for five innings, gave up five hits, two runs, four Ks. And then Michael Myers, I mean, Mike Myers, was uh, he threw four innings, gave up four hits and two runs, but struck out five. And uh, the uh, the duo, Martin and Lewis, Fletch and Rehifo, once again, uh, both of them two for four in that game. But the Angels lose it four to nothing. Gio Ursula with a home run. Um, Alberto Celestino, uh, had a home run and then uh recent acquisition, Tyler Molly from the Reds went for six innings, gave up three hits, struck out six, but no runs, which led us to game two, a Zinnings game again. And maybe you're right. Maybe the angels are better at Zinnings. I think they are. Reed Detmers on the hill. Five innings pitched, five hits, two runs, struck out nine. Shohei hit number twenty six in this game. But uh the and and I thought this was kind of interesting. Remember the name Emilio Pagan? Yeah. Uh Padres.
2: Right. Reliever. Yes.
1: Always seemed to be the one to give up uh game winning home run to a Dodger or to anybody. Right. <laughs> Emilio is now a twin. And uh, Emilio gave up the game-winning hit to Taylor Ward, who had a walk-off home run. The
2: best kind.
1: Yeah, those are those are good. So after 11 innings, are able to take that out five to three. Uh, Carlos Correa two for two with a home run in that game, walked three times. Uh, Luis Ureyes, um, three for four. This guy is like it seems like they couldn't ever get him out. They did, but it, it was just like he just seems to be. Hitting everything, and uh, they faced off with their old buddy Dylan Bundy, who started that game, went five innings, but uh, didn't didn't figure in the decision.
2: Well, I have to say that in this game, uh, there was a, another narrative playing out, and that is that Carlos Correa is a pretty cool big brother. Uh, he flew his uh, parents and his sister. Um, in from Puerto Rico to make her dreams come true, not at the Magic Kingdom, but at the Big A, because she is a huge Angels fan and loves Otani, and uh, got to meet Shohei uh, and uh, was rooting for the Angels in her Angels jersey, which I thought
1: was awesome. (laughs) And uh, She's not even, like, wearing, like, Carlos's number on that, she's Otani'd out.
2: Yes. Uh, Dreams come true. She got to take a picture with Shohei. You know, he's like, I hit a home run. Carlos Corey's like, I hit a home run. But Otani hit a home run. Uh, She's not really a big fan of the twins or her brother.
1: (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe she's a little bigger fan now Yeah Because he introduced her to Shohei Otani
2: Yeah, so um, Both of his parents Wore their You know, his jersey But uh, I think her name is Lib- I think she goes by Libby Is uh, She wore
1: her Otani jersey They kept showing her in the stands <laughs> And she's all angeled out They're like, Carlos Correa's sister is like yeah, that's awesome. Well, and remember the picture when in the off-season, she was wearing her angels gear in their Christmas picture.
2: Right, which would made the rumors fly, oh, maybe he's going to be an angel. But really, it's just a sister loves the angels. And in fact, she started learning how to speak Japanese because oh, she loves wow. Shohei so much. And she got a chance to... uh practice her language skills with him and speak to him in Japanese. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was uh, just really cool that, you know, he's not our favorite um, just, but you know, he did that for his sister's little sister and made her happy. It made him happy. And, uh, and the twins lost the game and the angels won. So she was super happy. Um, well,
1: you know, what was, was fun in that, uh, in that Zinning's game as well. And I, I got it. We didn't talk about this in the Dodger segment, but it's maybe it's time to just let all this asterisk vitriol go. And, you know, Carlos Correa had his moments. There's only, there's only really one guy that really drives me up a wall when I see him and that's Jose Altuve. Yeah. Yeah, because no. I think there was something else going on there from other things that are happening Carlos Carlos Correa had his time where it was like just shut up and play ball but when I see him on the field if I stop and don't think about who it is I see him you know there was one part he um Sierra Magnara Sierra uh trying to win the game that tied it up uh but trying to win it in the bottom of the ninth and he He almost had an in-the-park home run. But when the ball got in, Carlos Correa threw a strike to the catcher and got it there in time to get him out at home plate. Well, at the beginning of the 10th, who goes out to second base to be the ghost runner? But Sierra does. And Carlos is over, and they're kind of laughing and joking and that stuff. And he's giving him a little bit of a hard time just, you know, about, oh, you thought you had that kind of thing. But it was a fun little moment. And, and then seeing too that, you know, what he had done for his sister. It was just, you know, maybe just uh, he doesn't play for the Asterix. The Asterix are not really the team, with the exception of Altuve and Guriel. And Guriel didn't really, Guriel's biggest issue was doing the, the eye thing to you, Darvish.
2: Right. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. Uh, In the Dodgers, the two games that they played with the Dodgers, There were people chanting, you know, "Cheater!" and they booed him every time. Uh, There were some other things going on, you know, children, you know, flipping him off. (laughs) It's like that's not a good look for for anybody, um, especially when you're looks like you're twelve. But yeah, I think he, like you said, he doesn't play for the Astros anymore, uh, and maybe for him getting away. From that environment was a good thing and uh but altuve yeah he's just something something slimy about him
1: i, I agree
0: i, I did
2: hear something funny though yeah the Astros are uh wanting to make a trade with the padres for tatis junior because he was trying to cheat
1: <laughs> of course All right. So we get to the uh, to the final game. We wrap it all up. And uh, the Angels, it's the rubber game, as they say, Uh, who could go either way. Who's going to win the series? Uh, Tucker Davidson, who we uh, had um, got our favorite. um, Not that we have one, but uh, if we had a favorite travel agent, we would uh, insert travel agent ad here and um, and send them to uh, we were going to send Tucker Davidson back to Georgia. That's right. Cause he's leaving on whatever time the train to Georgia leaves. I don't care if it's midnight. I don't care when it is. He just needs to be on it. Well, I still think that, but he had a better outing this time, uh, up against a, a guy who we thought was going to be at some point, uh, you know, a league great. And it's just not happened. Chris Archer. Oh, right. Pirate and Ray, uh, he, yeah. uh, he on the mound for the twins. He only goes four innings, gives up, uh, four hits, three runs, strikes out five, uh, Carlos Correa, two for three. Oh, I forgot. Let's go back a game real quick. By okay. Buxton. Oh yeah. It, I think what was, uh, the play of the week for MLB comes out. Looks like the ball's going to drop. He extends completely out, catches the ball and then is up and able due to a base running error by Shohei Ohtani is able to double him up and uh you know that was in uh, that was in the 11th um they should have been able to score a run there if Shohei had gotten back there was a good chance that they would have probably ended the game right then but Byron Buxton with a pretty incredible play once again, Fletch and Renhifo leading the way offensively. Shohei one for two with an RBI. Jared Walsh with a couple of hits. And uh, Tucker Davidson threw six. Uh, gave up two runs on four hits. Struck out three. Berea and Quijada would uh, shut down the uh, the twins for a 4-2 to two victory.
2: So good week for the Angels.
1: Really good week. Yeah, they... Um, You know, I, I figured, you know, they always have a good chance with Oakland because it's Oakland and Oakland's just got, you know, there's just not a great team as we've talked about before. And it's no, it's no secret. Um, The twins, however, are in the middle of a race for the AL central pennant and trying to find their way potentially as a wild card, if not grabbing, uh, you know, Right now, it looks like their best bet is to win the um, to win the division. And on a couple of those games, like that uh, Saturday night game, the um they knew the Guardians had lost and they could gain ground and they just weren't able to get it done. And for a team that is, um, you know, at the top of their one of the top teams in their division, I expected more from them. Uh, but the angels, the angels put it together. Good pitching um, outings. I've seen recently people uh, hollering about, hey, fire Matt Weiss. Uh, Matt Weiss. Matt Wise, and uh, the pitching coach. And I'm thinking, you know what? Overall, the pitching has not been bad across the board. Like every staff, there's issues. The Dodgers have been great, but they have times when their pitchers are off. Yep. Um, Every team has that. The problem has been Jeremy Reed. If you want to fire somebody... Jeremy Reed's the guy the hitting coach he needs to go obviously uh so we need interim coaching staff maybe Mike Gallegos is the only one or as uh our our uh our buddy Austin Barnes cause calls him Uncle Mike um he's about the only one I think that could probably stay uh you know they need to there's definitely gotta be an overhaul on that coaching staff, regardless. And even Matt Wise can go if you can get somebody else. But right now, Matt Wise hasn't been as bad as as people are saying. Really good silver linings
2: for the Angels. Uh, again, Phil Nevin's vision board, his dream board crumbling as we speak. Uh, which with every be-
1: success.
2: It Crumbles it a piece of it falls off He hates it But the angels have coming up uh, The Mariners at home for three and then they head Out to Detroit
1: Yeah this is one of those stupid road trips when they're Supposed to play Detroit and Toronto But instead of going Detroit Toronto Tampa they're going Detroit Tampa, uh, frequent flyer miles, maybe maybe (laughs) silver lines. And then, and then the, um, while they're in Toronto, I guess Toronto is going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of their 1992 world championship. And that's the Joe Carter championship where he hit the home run and he's jumping up and down on the bases and
2: right. Yep. Well, that'll be exciting.
1: So, uh, so they just celebrated the twentieth anniversary of their championship, and so the they Ra- get to be
2: a the- part of another celebration. And they get
1: to be there when the celebration for ninety two, and then Toronto gets to have a celebration next year as well because they were back to back. That's right. Do a ninety three.
2: All right. So, player of the week. Um, Who you got? Taylor Ward. All right. He had a
1: uh, couple home runs, and that walk off was good. It was good to see him kind of re um reengage. He hasn't been real bad, but where he started off, he finally slowed down cooled down and and that but he's still he's he's Jared Walsh for this year to what Jared was last year and the end of twenty twenty
2: yeah. Well, and I looked at him also. I thought, yeah, he's a good candidate, but I always look for consistency. That's kind of been my theme with the Angels. And so I took a uh, note from your playbook and I went with David Fletcher.
1: Yeah. If I hadn't given it to David Fletcher like the last three weeks. Right. um, I probably would have gone there. So I was happy to see silver linings and all. Uh, In fact I don't think we can call it the angel segment anymore We just call it the silver lining segment
2: Which we should say We've got another Giveaway that we are going to be Putting up um, And it is our silver Lining giveaway And it's a really cool giveaway So uh, we will get that up
1: Details to come
2: Yes (laughs) details to come But you'll like it All right, we are in um, the time of the podcast when we take a look around baseball. Lots of stuff happening in the baseball world. We've got the Little League World Series. Uh, we've got, of course, Players of the Week, our favorite, Will Vielle. A really cool story about a guy that I have been able to watch over the last couple of seasons uh, as an ice taupe. Uh, so uh, let's get started and uh, take a look around baseball.
1: So now's the time of year that you're going to see uh, players coming up as we get in in August. Now, for some teams like the Angels, you're seeing minor leaguers pop up because they have no other choices with injuries and things like that. You'll start seeing the Dodgers have brought up a couple guys we talked about, Miguel Vargas uh, the other day. Um, James Altman. So we're going to start seeing some more of that. We're going to also see, you know, if you watch any of the prospects, the Dodgers recently uh, much talked about Bobby Miller, who is a fireballer who's been uh, making his way through uh, is up in Oklahoma city. Now he moved from uh double A AA to triple A. So he just moved from Tulsa to Oklahoma city, not a bad move. And then uh, Gavin stone, another one uh, that, uh, that moved up. So you're going to start seeing a lot of moves like that as the uh, the minor leagues start that upheaval process, and you'll start seeing um, you know things getting ready for the Arizona Fall League, which will start in September. So the Angels have a uh, have a kid uh, that they got in trade, uh, Logan O'Hope, big uh, you know high up catcher. In fact, he became the number one um, prospect in the Angels system when they got him. And, uh, he is in rocket city, Alabama, uh, for, we're playing for the trash pandas and like four home runs in five games and has been, uh, just smacking the ball around and showing, I think a lot of angels fans are going, Oh, we won that trade, you know, cause it really didn't matter who we sent away. Uh, if we've got somebody that could come up and, you know, the, the catching Stassi is, um, has been solid, but he's kind of fallen off. With the bat, um, there's no guarantee, obviously, that Logan O'Hope's going to be a major leaguer. But having somebody that might be able to step in, and uh, especially as, you know, Kurt Suzuki has, has his moments, but he can't catch every day. Stassi is kind of becoming like having Martin Maldonado. Um, great defensively most of the time, um, but he's just not hitting and before he had a little bit of both going on. So if he can regain that, then Logan, Ohope being a backup and eventually coming up and, and taking over would be, um, you know, uh, another guy who is doing good when we talk about catchers, Diego Gartaya for the Dodgers is, uh, is somebody, he is just tearing things up and he'll be up at triple a before, you know, it problem is, where does he go from there? um, You know, cuz just signed a two-year extension. You got Will Smith, who is definitely. So the question, odd man out in this is probably cuz.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So uh, Logan, I hope. And then I think when it comes to minor league stories,
0: um,
1: we got a cool one that you alluded to.
2: Yeah, uh, so this is a guy that I have watched play with the Albuquerque isotopes over the last couple of seasons, Uh, Witten Bernard. A lot of fun to watch, uh, gets hits, home runs, makes really great plays. He is in his 10th season of playing in the minors. He played had uh, six stints in foreign leagues. Um, And during the pandemic season, he played in the Constellation Energy League as part of an independent league resume. I'd never even heard of that. Constellation Energy League. Yeah. He's 31 years old and he finally made his major league
1: debut. Let's let's to be specific It was like 31 and 322 days or something. So he's like a month and a half.
2: Yes. So 31 years and 322 days old, he became the oldest player to, uh, well, this one, I will let you know, he got a hit in his first major league game and he stole a base and he is the oldest player to do that in his major league debut since the Cardinals, Joe Delahante on September 30th, 1907, who was 31 <laughs> years and 347 it couldn't have been like
0: in
2: 1990. No. no, 1907, 1907, 31. And he was 31 years and 347 days old. Um, but, uh. Yes, yeah, so he got the call up and I need to put this on our social media, um, on the Instagram, on Facebook at sibling rivalry bb with the a. Um, because he talks to his mom on the phone, FaceTimes her, and she is crying, he's getting choked up. Um the uh Manager for the Isotopes Warren Schaefer said that when he announced it in the clubhouse that Witten had been um, called up, he said grown men were crying. They were all crying in the clubhouse. Tears of joy for Witten because he was going to Denver. um, And his first hit was a little awkward because it was a grounder to third, but he beat out the throw, but he got called out. So they reviewed the play and he was safe. And then later he, uh, stole second base and, uh, he made some, made a good play. And he, he said he, I never had the thought of not making it, but he just tried to focus on the positives. Um, his, uh, he's from San Diego and he learned how to play baseball from his dad, Walter. And he, um, went to a baseball camp in Clemson, South Carolina, where a coach there said, hey, you should go to this uh, Niagara University. That's where I went. And so he started at Niagara University. And his coach, that coach was in the stands. And uh, after his freshman year, his dad had a stroke. So he sat out a year. And then he went off to play summer ball. um, And his dad passed away. And so he was having some... You know, almost kind of angry at baseball, but felt like he needed to continue for his dad. And uh, so in 2012, the Padres selected him in the 35th round of the MLB draft. Um, he never went beyond single A with the Padres. They released him in uh, 2013. He was with the Tigers from 2014 to 2016. Uh, went, got to Triple A. Then he was with the Giants. 2017 then he was with the Cubs 2018 and 2019 then he was uh with Sugar Land in the Constellation Circuit that Energy Constellation League and uh yeah he went back home to San Diego and um he was a former major leaguer longtime coach uh, Phil Plantier was working with him and Connor Joe we've heard Connor Joe's name and uh, Bud Black's on. Bud Black lives in San Diego and liked what he saw, and he signed both of them. And now, of course, Connor Joe's been up at the ML, you know, up with the Rockies for a while. And um, it's nice to see a great guy, Wynton Bernard.
1: Um, it's perseverance it, right there. Not everybody can stick with it like that, but yeah. he had. You know, I'm going to do this for my dad. He had some kind of motivation. That's usually the thing. If you don't have yeah. the motivation. so no, That's really
0: cool.
2: It is. And I'll tell you, in Albuquerque, he was batting 325, had 17 home runs, 24 doubles, eight triples, 74 RBIs. Um, just a real spark plug for the isotopes. A lot of fun to watch. So really cool for me, too, to say, hey, I've seen him play. I know him, you know, as, as a ball player. So... I love those. I love these type of stories, especially, you know, somebody that has just, I was like, I'm going to make it. I don't know when I'm going to make it, but I'm going to make it. And he did.
1: Well, dreams, uh, dreams can come true. He's made it to the bigs. Hopefully he can, uh, he can stick around and, uh, and have more than just a, uh, what do they say? A cup of coffee with right. the, uh, with the team. Uh, you know, right now is the time of baseball dreams. Little League World Series, the regionals uh you know finishing up, everybody heading to Williamsport, uh, both um both here in the US and uh, and internationally. And apparently, you know, kid came off of uh working on uh working on the farm, you know, putting in some fence posts and stuff like that, playing for the Montana team I think it was. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. And uh came up to bat and instead of batting gloves, he had work gloves on.
2: Yeah, those hit his brown home run. Work
1: gloves. Came up, hit a home run, and then went back to tend into the field until it was his time to come up and bat again, I guess.
2: That's it. Uh, Little League World Series um, actually started yesterday. So games are have already started in Williamsport, uh, Caribbean, Latin America, Southeast versus New England. Those games are already in the books. Today, you got Asia Pacific against Europe, Africa. Um, and uh, let's see. All of these games are on ESPN. And I hear Todd Frazier, who was a former little ligger from New
1: Jersey, is going to be doing. Um, he's He's been doing um, some of the games. Here's the thing. Todd Frazier's fine. When you don't have to look at him right? because he <laughs> smiles the whole time. I mean, that's cool that he's happy to be there, but it's the way that he smiles <laughs> is just kind of creepy.
2: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so check out uh, Little League World Series on ESPN. Today's games, you got Asia Pacific versus uh, Europe, Africa region, Midwest region versus Great Lakes, and then Puerto Rico versus Mexico, and Southwest versus Mid-Atlantic. And um, it's always cool to see the kids. And, you know, at one of them, they ask them, you know, what do they aspire to? What would be, do they, and one of them wanted to be a chicken nugget uh, taste tester. That was his <laughs> goal in life. <laughs> so Dream I say, big, go Dream for big. it. <laughs> so yeah, lots of fun stuff in the Little League World Series. And also coming up on Sunday is the uh, MLB Little League um, World Series game. And the Orioles and the Red Sox will be playing in that game, and that's always fun because they can, they get to hang out. The little leaguers get to hang out with the players. Um, they get to go down the hill, the famous hill, and take a ride. And um, last year it was Shohei Otani and the little league. That should be like a movie title, but uh, yeah, so it's so a lot of fun.
1: Shohei Otani and the little leaguer. Yeah. That should be that should be a new movie. That should a new be movie, the... a new
2: baseball feel good baseball movie.
1: Okay. Sounds good. You know good. like
2: yeah, the little league team and they're all down cuz they can't win and you know, they don't have the fundamentals and Shohei shows up and he and helps them is become he like a better just... team
1: just appears like a genie a baseball genie kind of thing or does he come and they're all like oh my god Shohei Otani and he shows up and spends the day with them teaching them baseball and life and He apparently. eventually becomes uh, their coach also I think is, oh, okay would be better um, I'm I have a couple of guys I think should be in the movie okay that are part of our all-name team well we have one member of the all-name team so far. I have a second member member All right um, Skybolt was the initial member uh, of the team from the Oakland A's. Yes um, Lars Newpar from oh, St Louis.
2: Yes That's a it, great name
1: is our, is, a, is number two He's another member of our all-name all-Star team. Not necessarily the all-Star name team. Yeah. You got an all-star name. You may not be an all-star player, but you got an all-star name. So Sky Bolt and Lars Newbar can show up to Shohei and two other guys are here to help us <laughs> with baseball. So I, what I'm thinking is you got this group of kids
2: and they're playing and, you know, they're just practicing and you know, Shohei shows up and is like, oh, I just wanted to do some batting practice here, you know, whatever, kind of just shows up at the field and then starts talking. And of course, the kids are all like, ah, it's Shohei Otani. And then he starts talking to him, starts showing him. He brings in Sky Bolt. He brings in Lars Newbar uh, and anybody else that we can, you know, that gets put on our list of all star names. And, uh, yeah, and then it just is a feel-good story of how they go on, they get better. Then when the league starts, their little league season starts, they, um, you know, win some games and have a pizza party, whatever, you know. Something just like that. So and
1: at one point, one point, Shohei says, you remind me of somebody to the kid who's like uh, can't play that well, doesn't, you know, and one of the players goes – Does he remind you of Smalls from Sandlot? And he thinks about it. He goes, no, he reminds me of Joe Adele. Yeah.
2: (laughs) How did I know that's where you were going?
1: (laughs) That was was like fish in a barrel right there.
2: It really was. I have a name, I think, that could probably go on our all-star list. Just because I think it's fun to say. And he actually is one of the MLB
1: players of the week. All right, well, fire away, Players of the Week and All-Star names. American
2: League, Player of the Week, Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantano. And now I just said it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) If he's listening, I'm saying it wrong. Vinny P. Yeah, Vinny P, uh, the Italian Nightmare. Is what he is known as yeah, his they
1: nickname. Don't, and that's not because, that's not necessarily because he's a great player. It's because you can't say his last name. So they just Right.
2: Pass Quanantino I believe is how you say it. I practiced right. and practiced and, you know, it never comes through. But he is the.
1: Well, around the circles in the he, neighborhood, he's Vinnie peak. Yeah.
2: Vinny P. Uh, He batted 4.55, four home runs, six RBIs across six games. Uh, He had a home run in both games of a doubleheader against the White Sox. And he had a home run and two RBIs in a win over the Dodgers. So he is the AL Player of the Week. And then uh, Padres third baseman, Manny Machado is the National League Player of the Week. He batted 429 with two home runs, 10 RBIs, seven runs, 12 hits. Um, he recorded multiple hits in five of the six games he played, and he, tallied mul- and he had multiple RBIs in four of those five games. Um, he had a three-one, three-run walk-off home run in uh, San Diego's come-from-behind win over the Giants. And uh, Manny, I don't hustle Machado, Is the NL player of the week
1: I guess he hustled just enough
2: Just enough to get it
1: Well he's got to pick up the slack Since uh Ringworm Tatis Jr. (laughs) Is uh is not back So last week we talked about uh Jackie Bradley Jr. Getting released Uh looks like He's already been picked up again.
0: Yeah, he
2: is in Toronto, along with um, those other with uh, some Royals. But uh, he is in Toronto playing with Blue Jays. Signed a contract with them. Uh, probably a good pickup for them because uh, George Springer has been on the IL with elbow issues. So that was a good pickup.
1: And then probably the story of the year so far. I think would be the Orioles. They have been the Orioles right now have 60 wins. The, the Rangers angels and Oakland do not have 60 wins. They would be in third place in the AL West. They're in fourth place in their division. They would be in second place between Cleveland and Minnesota. They would be in second place in the, uh, the AL central uh, fighting for a spot, they're just not. Uh, you know, once they get, uh, they would be in third place in the NL Central. They would be, in they'd be in fourth place in the NL East. But it just goes to show that if you take and you get these players, that the reason why you're tanking is to get these draft picks, and then you trade your good players away to get. Pieces for your farm system that it never works out if as soon as they get good you trade them away They did trade jorge lopez and everyone's like what are you giving up trey mancini same idea But it hasn't hurt them so far Nope, we haven't seen any damage done by those trades So the question is can they continue on and uh, I don't know you know at this point It's going to take some Collapsing on another team's part, but they could—they they're putting themselves in the playoff hunt. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, which nobody saw. Everybody is like, "Yeah, it's the Orioles, right?" Yeah. Off.
1: No, you don't. You don't expect that they're going to do that. I mean, they've been a big joke in the league for a while.
2: And maybe um, it's good for them to be kind of be in that position where nobody's really paying attention to them and they're just playing they're just playing ball and uh you know bonding together as a team
1: and yeah doing well yep another firing in uh in MLB but first we just got news out of Oakland
2: yeah they have released right fielder steven Piscati. This is a pretty big shakeup um, for the A's. I mean, they've traded Matt Olson. Um, now, Chapman
1: you know, Olson. Chapman
2: Olson. Now yeah. they're letting Piscati go. A lot of names that you always think of as A's. Well, are there's two no guys.
1: Longer that we thought we're going to go and didn't. That was Sean Murphy. We talked about that last week. And Ramon Laureano was a really big uh, question at the uh, trade deadline as somebody that might go. So obviously changes in Oakland are constant. See, the one thing that uh, that they haven't done yet, and actually they hadn't planned on doing before, was firing their manager. Bob left because he got a better deal. Uh, down in San Diego with a better team, obviously. But uh, there was no, I don't think they had planned on firing Bob up in Oakland. So, you know, his change, that was different. But the this is something that I find interesting because there was another manager fired. And the first manager fired this season was Joe Girardi. The second manager was Joe Madden.
0: Then we went to the third manager, Charlie Montoya. And now the fourth
1: manager starts with a C-H as well. It was Charlie, and now it's Chris Woodward. Yeah. Uh, The Texas Rangers. (laughs) So there is a theme. You fire in twos, but there's two Joes. And then two people that start with CH. So you start looking around. Dusty Baker's got nothing to worry about. Of course, he's got a good team. But, you know, you start looking at these guys. Do they have? Rocco is never going to be fired if it has no. to be twos of the same type of name.
2: That's right.
0: Unless you're Aaron Boone. Aaron like Boone.
2: Yeah. Because that's... R-O. Right. Maybe Aaron Boone is probably another one. Bud A- Black, A- A. yeah.
0: Nobody's named
1: Bud out there.
2: No, <laughs> he's the one and only. I think there really can only be one Bud Black. Yeah, I don't know. I I wonder with the Rangers uh, letting Chris Woodward go, um, their third base coach Tony Beasley is going to take over um, in the interim capacity for the rest of the season. Uh, why don't Why don't they just Do it at the end of the season. I mean, we really don't have that much longer. You know, there aren't that many more games. You know, we've got the rest of this month and then September. It goes by fast. Um, Why not just leave them in there until the end of the season?
1: Yeah, the Rangers are nine and a half out of the wild card. Yeah. Um, They're probably not going to make it, but... I think that they're trying to make the changes now to try to get something going to end the season strong, maybe.
2: Yeah, um, maybe. I, I think that it would be the only thing is maybe they can end the season strong. Maybe they can start winning. I don't know.
0: But. Do,
1: do you think they talked to Corey Seager about this? Because
2: I don't think that was one so. of the reasons
1: why Corey came was because right. he well, had I mean, a relationship with Chris.
2: Yeah. I mean, Chris Woodward was uh, on the Dodgers coaching staff. And so he would have. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I don't think they did. I do not think that they um, that they talked well, to him I, at
0: you know, all about it, to, but no,
2: paid they don't a
1: lot of money. Over, you know, 10 year period.
2: Yeah, well, and he had an extension. They signed him to an extension last uh, November that was supposed to run through
1: 2023. So it makes you wonder what what changed. I mean, obviously, they're underperforming, but it wasn't as if they were well, I guess, though, when you when you get Simeon and you get Corey, but you can't help if those guys aren't playing well. You're still gonna run them out there and play them. you're paying too much money. I guess it's the rest of it. You have Martine Perez who's been pitching well, but I know they're underperforming and that's that's why. There's a song by Matchbox 20 called Rest Stop and uh, and in the song, the the girl's driving and he says, and you know um, Rob Thomas sings three miles from the rest stop, she put on the brakes. and she says, you know, we're driving. And I was looking at you and I wondered what you were dreaming about because you were sleeping. And then I realized I don't care what you're dreaming about. And if I'm going to end this, I got to end it right now or I'll lose my nerve. And I'm wondering if that was Texas and Chris Woodward. They decided we got to do it. And they just pulled over and dropped him off, even though they could have gone the three more miles and dropped him off at the rest stop. Now, insult to injury. Out on the side of the road. Maybe. I don't know.
2: I think that's a good uh, explanation. I mean, the one thing is, is the Rangers are on pace for their best season in three years. Um, They have a 51 and 63 record. Um, Like you said, they're third in um, the AL West. But um, this has been their best season so far. So it's like, why not just let him, okay, take this season you had Seeger and Simeon. They have to, you know, get together and um, be more cohesive. Let him go through his extension. But I think you're right. I think they just were like, we got we, we to gotta do it. We got to rip the Band-Aid off.
1: Yep. And
2: that's it. Kick him out of the car.
1: All right. We were wondering what your plan was when it came to mind that we didn't care. So you're out of here, buddy.
2: <laughs> that's They're it. You're gone. Well, you know, well, and then, you know, another one, we were talking about managers, but there also was a general manager that was fired. The Tigers fired um, Al uh, Vila and uh, that is effective immediately. You know, he doesn't get to stay through the end of the season. He's he's gone like they were 10 miles from the rest stop.
1: (laughs) Get out. This is a guy who who traded his own son like three different times. Hey, whatever works for the team, right?
2: That's it. Uh, I mean, eh, I I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know what the Tigers what they're obviously they need a lot of turnaround, Um, and uh, I still think it's kind of crazy that uh, AJ Hinch is still the manager there. But
1: well, and and the talk is is that he may even be under consideration as the general manager. Oh, Ooh. Like out of the, out of the dugout up there, but I don't know. Or, or is he doing both? Is he going to do like uh, like one of those? I'm the head coach and the GM. No, I don't usually think, work out very well.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: No, that just seems crazy. So, uh, what I do know is, is that Chris Woodward and probably other coaches Wish that instead of just being fired or whatever, they could just claim that they were injured and take a ride on the wheel.
0: Oh, I am! All right, we're going to start
2: in Arizona with Patel Marque. He is listed day to day with a hamstring injury. So we'll keep an eye on him and see if he stays on the wheel and spins a little longer. Max Freed is on the concussion IL, so that's like a seven day IL. Um, he should be back this weekend, uh, but uh, if everything goes right for for him. Now Chris Sale, this one, uh, this poor guy. I mean, he was found. He fractured a rib in spring training, so he didn't start the season. And then he got back and was doing rehab, looked good. Then he broke his pinky finger, so that put him out. And now he broke his wrist and he broke it while he was riding his bike after a workout where he was rehabbing from the broken pinky finger and he is out for the season and I think somebody needs to get him some calcium. Drink some milk. Stronger bones, Chris Sale.
1: So he was going to lunch. Hits a rock. Is that the story you heard?
2: Yeah. Hit a rock that, he that threw was him going, off of his bicycle. Yeah. He was going downhill um, and, you know, riding his bike downhill. And he hit a rock, fell off of, of his bike. And landed on his wrist and broke it. Ow! I mean, and before this, this guy, he is just, you know, he had Tommy John surgery, you know, then he, you know, he comes back with, um, but then they find he has, like I said, a, a fracture in his um, rib cage, comes back from that, then fractures his pinky finger on a comeback, gets back on the I.L., um, and now he's just out. He's done. Don't no riding bikes for you, Chris Sale.
1: No, stick to motorcycles. Right, <laughs> they're much safer. <laughs> get to you know, go to the Dominican Republic and use uh, use uh, uh barber.
2: Right, exactly. I just think he needs to drink uh, more milk.
1: Does the no, body good.
2: That's it. So then we'll head to. The South Side and Luis Robert is day to day. (laughs) That's right. He's listed day to day with a wrist injury. And then uh, Tim Anderson. This is a loss for the White Sox. He's going to be out at least six weeks. Um, He has a sagittal band tear on the middle left finger. So basically, he tore tendons in his finger, but sagittal band tear sounds a lot cooler. (laughs) So he's out, and then uh, Mike
1: Moustakis... And yet somehow he still shows up on base somewhere. Yeah,
2: So he's always there. Uh, Mike Mustakis. he was listed day-to-day, and now he is on the wheel with 10 day, on the 10-day I.L. with a calf injury. Hunter Green is on the 15-day I.L. with a shoulder injury. Uh, Josh Naylor of the Guardians is listed day-to-day with, ankle, um, with an ankle injury, so keep an eye on him. And then the uh, Rockies have Elias Diaz on the 10-day IL with a sprained left wrist. And Jonathan Daza with a dislocated left shoulder. So if you are a Rocky, protect your left side. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Pena is day-to-day with a neck sprain. I uh, have an update on Mickey Moniak. He had his stitches taken out of his finger. So he could start swinging a bat next week so that could be good news for the angels because he was he was helping out and then um, another silver lining for the angels Mike trout took batting practice on Sunday.
0: Yeah
1: so, so that, that could be good. good. And then now do you think that if your name is Mickey and you're playing baseball that the expectations are um, probably um, abnormally high?
2: Yeah, I would think so. I think Mickey Mantle or he could just be Mickey Mouse because he's neighbors. Well,
1: he could go either way. But, you know, the Angels used to have a pretty good outfielder named Mickey Rivers, who was also yeah. a Yankee back in the, the 70s. Uh, you know, yeah. could he do at least like that? Or is he, you know, Mike Trout well, has already been doing the Mickey Mantle impersonation right? uh, for all these years. What about Mickey Maniac? He's got the name. He does. He's
2: got it. Uh, Dodgers. Did not mention this in the Dodgers segment. And really, to be honest, um, he hasn't been that great this season. And then he went on the IL. And you kind of, I don't know, if, did you kind of forget about him? Walker Bueller. Um, he is having season-ending elbow surgery next week. So. Oh, yeah. But I did
1: forget about that.
2: You, well, I mean, when you heard he's having season-ending surgery, it was like, didn't he have surgery? Like, I thought he already had surgery. Um, and they really don't know what the issue is and they won't know until, um, the surgeon gets in there and looks around to see what needs to be all that needs to what be about repaired. That
1: exploratory stuff.
2: Well, it's not necessarily, I think a exploratory surgery, but they're hoping that whatever is on the x-rays is that's it, that there's nothing more Um, to it. I mean, he has had Tommy John surgery in the past. This was, you know, before he was a Dodger. Um, So they're hoping it's nothing like that, but there is good news for the Dodgers. And that is Dustin May is off of the wheel and will be in Miami uh, making a
1: start. So code red for Sunday.
2: Code red. I'm calling it.
1: All right. Well, we'll see next week. We yeah, talk we'll talk all
2: about that. We'll see if I'm how excited I am, but we'll see. Uh, turning to the Yankees, you got DJ LeMahieu, who is day to day, day to day with a toe injury, and then a guy who has been the talk of New York, Matt Carpenter. He has a broken foot. Um, no surgery is needed, but he may be out for the rest of the season. So somebody that came up and was just, you know, hitting left and right. And they love him, but he broke his foot. So not good for the Yankees. And then uh, heading to Philadelphia, got Kyle Schwarber, who is listed as day-to-day with a calf injury. So keep an eye on that and see if he makes a permanent spot on the will. And then Corey Knebel has a right lat strain, and he is on the 15-day IL. And last but not least, Jocelyn Jack Peterson. He is listed day-to-day after being hit by a pitch on the hand. Um, X-rays have come back negative for any broken bones, but he is going to be out. Um, And we'll watch that, too, to see if that hand, um, you know, if it becomes more. Because sometimes they take the X-ray and it says negative, and then they go back and they do they look at it again and go oh oh whoops yeah yeah do you see it it's broken so hopefully that's not the case for Jocelyn but right now he's day to day and that's it for the will of i.l. and that also does it for this week's edition of sibling rivalry baseball podcast you can always listen on your favorite listening platform as you are doing now and if you're listening you're our favorite listener. You're the listener of the day.
1: We always month, check us. Year.
2: Month, year, century, whatever. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Sibling Rivalry BB without the A. And then Instagram and Facebook at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. And on our website at Sibling Rivalry BB, a couple of links for fanatics. There's a Dodgers link, there's an Angels link. But you can click those links, get whatever you want, get Dodger gear, Angel gear. Whatever gear you want. I think there might be some little league gear hopefully coming up. And uh, check on that. Um but also the Field of Dreams um gear is in there too, I believe. So
1: Yeah. Check it There's out. There's all of that. Uh if you get uh, with the NFL season and college football yeah, coming up, pre- you can yep. uh Get some uh, some new gear for the upcoming season there. And then, of course, once we get the playoffs, you can get all the uh, the playoff stuff, the Dodgers championship gear. Ooh, did I just call it right there? I don't know. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, SiblingRivalryBB.com is where you will uh, find all of that. We will uh, be here again next week to talk about uh, what happened when the Angels went to Detroit. And what happened with the Dodgers and Dustin May, as you mentioned?
2: Yeah, will we be calling a code red? So we're going to put the tarp back on the field and remember
1: to swing away.